All right, welcome back to the ship show. I know it's been a couple of weeks. I'm so sorry for the delay. Um, and if you are tuning in for the first time, I'm really glad you're here. I'm excited you're listening today. So whether you're in your car, you're out for a walk, cleaning your kitchen, that's usually when I listen to podcasts. Um, I'm so thankful that you're here. So my goal for you is that you walk away with some tangible things that will improve your relationships. So that's what The Ship Show is. It's a podcast all about relationships. So I really want to give you some things that can actually improve your relationships. So I'm starting a brand new series where we're going to break down 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter, line by line and how it applies to our relationships. So let's go. Okay, so 1 Corinthians 13, we're breaking it down line by line. We believe and know that scripture is our final authority. What it says about us, our relationships, is a roadmap to our success. It is life to us. So because of this, I wanted to break down the passage that is read at so many weddings, quoted by even non-believers, and known as the love chapter. Love is the central ingredient to any successful relationship, and knowing what it is as defined by scripture can help us live it out more intentionally. So today we're going to talk about verse 4. Love is patient. Patience. Patience, as we know, is a fruit of the Spirit. But how does it show up in our relationships? How does it work for us in our relationships? And we can talk about so many things when it comes to patience, such as waiting on the Lord for an answer, waiting on him for a promise or miracle, and how patience and our faith work together. But what I want to focus on is talking about specifically in the context of our relationships. So when I think about our relationships, we probably have a good idea of what we want to change. Like when we think about it, and it typically isn't ourselves. It's usually the other person. It's the other person's perspective that needs to change. They need to be more sensitive. They need to value something different. They need to see things from my point of view. We know how we want them to change. It's so much harder to focus on what we need to change. When the true work of the Holy Spirit begins... Like where it begins is when we humble ourselves and admit that we need to change. And while we sometimes already know this, the thought might be, I know I need to change and I'm working on that, but I don't think they know they need to change. So I have to be the one to tell them. When we operate like this, we rob that person of the process that the Holy Spirit is taking them through. We are not their ultimate convictor and therefore we don't have the grace to be. So if we are walking out of the grace in our relationships, there is strife, turmoil, and stress. There's no progress. So what do we do when we know what needs to change and we are waiting on them to figure it out? Well, we have patience. So here's a definition of patience that I really thought applied here. Patience is, you ready? The capacity to accept or tolerate delay trouble or suffering without getting angry or upset. Now I know what you might be thinking. I don't want to accept anything because that would mean I'm accepting defeat. But what you're accepting is not the behavior or the fact that it won't change. You're just accepting that it might take some time. So let's go back to that definition one more time. The capacity to accept or tolerate delay, not to accept trouble, 
tolerate delay without getting angry or upset. And that is where faith comes in. It's that you believe it will and is changing. It's just taking time. It's on the way. I want you to think about that thought for a little bit, about where you are wanting to see change in your relationships and say to yourself or sit with that thought, it's on the way. The patience comes in in being able to accept that timetable without getting angry or upset. So let's think about it in terms of your relationship. Let's say you confront someone and you let them know what bothered you. You have a great conversation about what needs to change. They see it, they recognize it, and they agree to it. What is the expectation after that? Well, naturally, you expect them to change immediately. And friends, I'm here to tell you that that is not how it always works. Think about yourself. When you're working on ditching a habit, whether it's complaining, negativity, emotional reactivity, how long does it take you to ditch it? Do you need to have a confrontation about it every time to know it's wrong? No, because you're working on it. You don't need to be confronted about it. What you need is patience. Patience is a gift we give in our relationships. We give our relationships the gift of peace, patience. Sorry, but it does bring peace. When you give that gift of patience, it says, I accept your commitment to change and I'm sticking with you with full belief that you're on your way. That's why I don't need to get upset every single time I see the habit come back because I am granting you patience to keep working that out and I have full faith that it will be worked out. Have you ever been on the receiving end of patience in a relationship? It is a pure picture of the father's love. He doesn't give on give up on us as soon as we fail whatever commitment we just made. He is patient with us, accepting us fully and empowering us to get back up and start again. So in a relationship, it looks like trusting the person's commitment to change and appreciating their efforts. The effort and commitment is the evidence of their love for you and for God. It should be honored and cherished. And one way we can do that is by offering Patience. Patience and faith working together looks like sticking with them as they work through this change and not reminding them of how they still haven't fully changed. I'm going to say that one more time. Patience and faith working together in your relationships looks like sticking with them as they work through this change and not reminding them of how they still haven't fully changed. There's accountability there. But accountability plus patience is where you can truly create a greenhouse for growth, a safe place to grow. And we all need it. So we definitely should be sowing it. Okay, so I want to talk about three ways you can increase your patience because hopefully I've convinced you by now that sowing patience is going to pay dividends in your relationship. And hopefully you're like, yes, I'm ready to get on this patience train. I really want to see this fruit of the spirit in my life. And of course, we know that patience is a fruit of the spirit, right? It's not a feeling. It's not something that um, we hope to have. It's something we're promised to have when we live a life by the spirit. So what that means is, is like, I actually am not going to live by my flesh, my feelings, my, my mind, my will, and my emotions. I'm going to live it by the spirit. And that's when I can access that patience. Now, let's talk about three ways you can increase it. 
Okay, number one, remind yourself that you need it. We all need patience. It's not just them that needs it. You need it as well. And ultimately, another thought, they are not only answering to you. Think about that. They ultimately answer to God. And if their hearts are turned towards him, he's, he's reminding them, he's telling them, he's convicting them. Every time they see disappointment in your face after they've done the same thing again. And now, you know, get me, hear me. I'm not talking about big sins. Like I'm not talking about infidelity or, or cheating or, you know, things like that. I'm talking about things like, man, he just gets mad every time. Or man, she just like blows up over the smallest things. And it's like, they're working on it. They're working on it. (laughs) Give them some patience. And they're answering to God about it. Okay. So remind yourself that you need it. It's not just them that needs it. It's you who needs it as well. And ultimately they're not only answering to you. Okay. They are answering to God. And by the way, answering to God is a way stronger motivator than answering just to you. So that was working in your favor. Okay. Number two, spend time with the Holy Spirit, praying for them. That'll increase your patience for them. Knowing them by the spirit instead of just by the flesh increases our patience with them. Okay. Because when you are just focused on what you see in the natural, which is the flesh, and you don't ask the Lord, like, show me their growth, show me the journey you're taking them on. And I want to know them by the spirit because in the spirit, they're the righteousness of God and they've got it all together because they're the righteousness of God. Okay. And it's still making its way into their habits, into their daily lives. But when we know them by the spirit, by the spirit, I know their heart is turned towards God. So that means I can trust that God is working on them. I can trust that I will see the outcome. I will see the fruit of that. So when we focus on that, it increases our patience within. We all have the old man lingering around, okay? We have to daily put on the new man. So when we can know them by the spirit or by the new man and see that and identify them as that more, more than by the flesh, your patience with them will increase. Okay, number three, celebrate progress. When you see progress in an area that they have committed a change in, celebrate it. Don't think about how much further they have to go. Celebrate it. When we celebrate each other, it encourages growth because it shifts our focus about from how much further we have to go to looking at how far God has already brought us. This is all about a perspective shift and it does a perspective shift and it does wonders for your joy tank. Okay, so when you can shift your focus from how much further they have to go, how much further you have to go, maybe you need patience. Maybe you're just thinking like, I'm the one she's talking about. Like, I'm the one that needs patience. I'm the one that's working super hard to ditch these habits. Celebrate the progress. Instead of thinking about how much further you have to go, think about how far God has already brought you, knowing he will take you to the finish line. This brings joy this brings peace. This brings patience. Okay. When you can shift your focus off where they need to change and focus more on where you are changing, you'll automatically have more patience with them because you'll remember you're on the same road. You're in the same boat. And what a gift to not be doing this alone. That's the gift of 
relationships with other believers. And there's so many scriptures that talk about that. Remember that your other brothers are in the same suffering. Your other brothers are fighting the good fight of faith. Okay. So think about that, not just in the big C church, like when you're with all your people at church and you're like, we're all trying to hold on to our faith here. We're all working our faith to increase the measure of it, to see the fruits of the spirit, right? Like it's in your relationships too. It's in those individuals around you, the two or three, your spouse, your best friend, your sister, your mother, same boat. And when you can shift your focus off where they, they need to change and focus more on where you are changing, you'll automatically have more patience with them because you'll remember that you're on the same road. You're in the same boat. We're not alone in this. I want you to cherish your relationships, respect them, be grateful for them and steward them well. That's super important because when we can shift from where we're hoping it would be by now, like, why am I still dealing with this? I thought they would get it. I mean, we've had like three conversations about this and still I don't see that much change. And when you think like that, you probably don't see any change because the lack of patience robs us from seeing that progress. It robs us from seeing how much God has already done. And it robs us of that gratitude that we have a relationship in the first place. It does not bring life. It does not create that greenhouse effect. So I said that earlier. And what I mean by that is a greenhouse is like a protected house where plants can grow. It's like a curated environment specifically for a plant to grow. It's a safe place, like removed from external hindrances. And in that secret place with the Lord, like that refuge we have in him, that's a greenhouse for us to work out the junk, to sit with the Lord and have him examine us. But with our spouses, like with our, our, our closest friends, we should be that for them. We should be that safe place where we're feeding the word to them. We're saying, I've seen how much you've grown. And I know that the Lord is going to complete the work that he started. But when we're so focused on ourselves of like what we need, this is what I need in the relationship. This is where I'm hurting. And I know, I know the pain of that. It can speak loud. It can be really loud. But I'm telling you, when you shift your focus off of what just you need and you start sowing some of this patience, you're going to get it back. And it's actually going to help you grow because then you're provided that greenhouse. You're provided that safe place to grow and you both grow and you both grow in him and your relationship starts to thrive. This is what I want for you. This is my desire for you. This is um, what I spend time learning about, asking the Lord about. Uh, what I studied in in my educational journey, what I help people with every day. So if you are somebody that um, this was helpful for, I want to know if you want to send me a DM on Instagram at Charity Shelton Coach. I'd love to hear from you. Um, we're going to continue this series, um, 1 Corinthians 13. We're going to be breaking it down. Of course, I only did the first three words of verse four, so you can see how far I'm going to be breaking it down. But if this helped you, let me know and share it with a friend. You can also rate the podcast there on Apple Podcasts, and that helps to get to, get it to more people. 
Um, But also, if you're wanting to work with me one-on-one to improve your relationships, or maybe you're coming out of a relationship or dealing with a loss of a relationship, this is what I specialize in. This is what the Lord has gifted me to do. It has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with him on the inside of me, providing very specific tools and healing that comes fully from his word comes fully from the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm just a vessel in that process. And I'm so honored to be that for people and seeing the change, seeing the growth, seeing the breakthroughs that have come through on that. So if you are interested in working with me, I'm actually booked out right now. I've got two spots open in October and I've got some people interested. So um, if you're thinking about it, I want you to reach out, go to my website, www.charityshelton.com. You probably, I probably didn't have to say all of that, but charityshelton.com to learn more about working with me, learn more about me. Um, you, I, I definitely encourage you to pray about it. And if you're worried it will be too expensive, I promise you it's not. There are other people that are way more expensive than me, um, but I'm here to serve you and I'm here to see you and your relationships thrive. I'm here to, I'm here to see you thrive. I, I work with some people too that are stuck in some negative thinking and habits and just can't keep complete their goals, um, things like that. And I'm just telling you, it works. I, I help you um, transition. That's another thing. So if that's you, send me an email at charity at char- charity at charityshelton.com and we can talk about it. But most importantly, I am praying for you and I'm believing that the Lord is speaking to you And that you are able to take the word of God broken down like this in a very applied way and be a doer of it, being a doer of his word. And sometimes that gap is really far because we hear a scripture and we have no idea how to apply it. And so that is what God has called me to help you with. So I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. Hopefully I'll be back next week with continuing the series on 1 Corinthians 13. And I hope you have a great week. Talk to you soon. Thank you.